Nora Speaks is a weekly podcast that tugs at the soul and consciousness of the Black community. With show topics such as youth empowerment, education, women's impact, and civic engagement, Nora Speaks challenges the listener to not only join the movement, but be the movement. On the show, you'll learn from insightful guests who have demonstrated capacity in these fields and more, and I'm your host, Nora Muhammad. Welcome to the show. Welcome to another episode of the Nora Speaks podcast, and I am your host, Nora Muhammad. It is great to be with you, and I am so grateful that you have joined me again in another episode of the podcast. I am so excited to have this really wonderful opportunity to come to you week after week and to have you um, come back and tune in week after week and hear about um, news and views from my perspective. Um, And I I like to uh, emphasize that I always strive to have a black perspective in consideration of the um, significant challenges that impact our community and the tools and the resources and the strategies that I think are um, well suited to address the challenges that we have. And I came across a article recently in the uh, online publication, uh, Madame Noir, and it really, um, it really caught me feeling a bit dismayed, or it had me feeling a bit dismayed. Um, the title of the article is Black Women Can No Longer Afford to Save Broken Black Men. And I would encourage you who are listening to um, check out the article for yourself. I would like to um, know what you think about it. Um, and I'm going to share in this episode what I think about it. I will make sure I include a link in the show notes so that you can access the article directly um, from the podcast. Um, but as I read the article, um, many things jumped out to me that um, gave me quite a bit of concern, um, I would say. Um, Essentially, um, just to summarize the article, and I hope that I do the author justice in my summation, um, the sister, it, it appears that it is a black woman who wrote the article. In the article, she's saying that the loyalty that black women have shown and demonstrated to broken black men is coming at the expense of our own well-being. Um, In the article, the author cites incidents in which black women have been the victims um, of homicides at the hands of black men that they've known personally. And she says, that essentially black men call upon black women when they're in need. And she questions why are black women's, or excuse me, why are black women everyone's first pick for savior? So, you know, just from the title of the article, um, black women can no longer afford to save broken black men. um, The first question that comes to me 
is um, why do black women think that they can save broken black men? Um, where does that thinking come from? Where does that idea that a woman has the capacity to save a man who's broken? Um, so that's the first question that comes to mind. Uh, the second question that comes to mind is um, what is the root cause of the brokenness of black men? Um, why are they broken? Um, obviously, that is not what this article was about, but I cannot um, ignore the fact that the black man has some brokenness. And then another question comes to me, are black women broken? Or is it just black men that are broken? Um, and the author asks, another question and she she says um in the article or excuse me it's not a question the author makes a statement in the article she says that uh, my survival is more important than your rehabilitation um and who asked the black woman to put anyone else first um, if, if your survival is more important than another's rehabilitation, who has suggested that that is not the case? And so I, I want to tackle some of the ideas um, that come to my mind in reading the article. Um, and I want to do it fairly. I want to do it justly. I want to share my thoughts um, as earnestly and precisely as I can because I find articles like this to be extremely problematic for the black community. Um, I am one of those black women that love black men. I love black women. I love the black family. I love the black community. And I want to see all of us whole. I want to see the black woman whole, the black man whole, the black child whole. I want to see the black community whole. I want us to be whole again and to be whole again with each other. And I find that articles like this serve to um, further um, create a divisive conversation, um, separating the male and the female. So let's get into it. Um the black woman has a savior complex. Um, we have an idea, many black women have this idea that we can save black men or, or, or be a hero to black men um, and others possibly. And, you know, black women tend to be um, considered very long suffering, very enduring. Um, black women have been deemed the black, the backbone of the black community, um, which uh, personally is a definition and title that I reject, but I will discuss that in, in a later episode. Um, but where is this idea coming from for us that it is our job or our ability to save a black man? I recall years ago, um, 
I had a minister who used to always repeat that when you give someone something for nothing, you help ruin them. And he would say it over and over again. And as I'm reading this article, I am connecting what he said then with what this woman is talking about here in this article. She said um, in the article, why are black women everyone's first pick for savior? In the article, she talks about when black men need something, they call a black woman first. Um, So my challenge is why are we giving men something that they haven't earned and that they're not entitled to? Just because a black man calls does not mean that you have to answer if he is not deserving of that which he is calling for. Um, I mean, she's not talking about a black man that's being productive and being constructive and being um, responsible in the community. In this article, she's talking about men who haven't gotten it together, men who um, are and have been irresponsible and have a history of irresponsibility. So, and and she doesn't um, she she doesn't discriminate. She's not just talking about mates and boyfriends, spouses. She's talking about black women's fathers and brothers and uncles and friends and other relatives. And so, if a man is calling for something, sister, it is not your responsibility to fill every apparent need. Um, perhaps the reason why this black man is calling on you or me or us is because every time they call, we answer. And we answer and give them something that they haven't earned and that they don't deserve. And so um, just like any um, stray animal, they're going to go where they've been fed, but that doesn't mean that where they're being fed, they're going to make a home there. Um, And that's why we call them strays. So in this case, I would suggest, um, and and I'll say that it's not this woman did not necessarily ask for um, an answer to any of this. I think she's just making a statement that we can no longer afford to save broken black men. But I would suggest to her and to anyone reading this article that it is not your responsibility, um, especially to give someone something that they are not entitled to, that they are not deserving of, and that they didn't earn. So just coming right behind that, I have to say, um, if a woman is supporting someone who has demonstrated a history of brokenness, you know, I'm not talking about, um, you know, the, 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 the husband that may have fallen apart at the sudden tragic loss of a, uh, of a parent or of a child, um, someone who has shown a history of responsibility and accountability and has hit hard times. That is not who she's talking about in this article. She's talking about those men who have been reckless in their lives. And so if we are making decisions to enter into relationships with men that we deem as broken, then at some point we have to turn the mirror and look at ourselves and say, now, what is wrong 
with my thought process that compels me over and over to choose to enter into relationships with men who are broken. What is that? What is it about me? And we have to do a careful self-examination of ourselves. See, this article is talking about black women no longer saving broken black men. And I would suggest perhaps it's not just the men who have the problem here. Maybe it is also us women who also have a problem in our decision making. And I don't want, you know, um, I don't I I know in conversations like this, um, it can be triggering. Uh, uh, people can get excited, um, get caught up in their feelings. And some women may rebut what I just said by saying, well, if I don't have a broken black man, I'm not going to have a man at all. And I would disagree with that. I would say that to some extent, greater or lesser, certainly all of us, black people in America, especially those of us who are born here, we have um, some brokenness with us to a greater or lesser extent, definitely. But those amongst us who show a history, a, uh, a habit even, of bad decision-making, of poor choices, of irresponsibility. Um, this isn't something that comes out in a relationship uh, uh, a year in. You can learn this about a person just after talking a month with someone and learning about them and asking those pointed questions and being strategic in the courtship or in the introduction. Um, if we give ourselves time to get to know the person before getting intimate, before um, becoming physical, before we allow uh, ourselves to be led by lust into a physical relationship, we should enter into a mental relationship and get to know the person. If a person lacks character, if a person lacks decency, that is not going to be too hard to detect, um, especially if we are refraining from uh, 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 physical intimacy early on into the relationship. And so what I would suggest is that we have to do a much better job in our own discernment. And if we are lacking in discernment or if we are skipping the discerning process totally, then we really have to look at ourselves and see, well, what is it in us that we are so earnest to rush into a relationship with someone that is one, broken, or someone that we just don't know that well at all. And then once things go south, we wanna say, well, this man was broken, but it took two of you to enter into the relationship. You know, when he asked you for something that he didn't earn, it was up to you to say yes or to say no. And so I encourage us to look at the decisions that we make that contribute to our, um, our propensity to have relationships with men that we deem that we are broken or that are broken. Um, so something else that comes to mind in this article, um, I find that often um, women think that 
um, as I said, we have a savior, we can have a savior complex and we think that we can help um, lead a man to wholeness. We have an idea about ourselves, you know, as black women in America, you know, because, you know, we are the um, most educated in this country. We are the group that is leading in um, entrepreneurship. Um, we have a concept of ourselves that we are whole, but the black man isn't. Now, this goes back to what I started with early on, um, understanding the root cause of our brokenness. If we don't understand the root cause of the brokenness of the black man, then we are spinning our wheels and going nowhere. See, if we don't understand the root cause of the brokenness of the black man, then we don't understand how we ourselves are also broken. You know, a man who's broken can't protect that which is his rightfully to protect. And we rightfully are the black man's to protect. I mean, in the article, the woman says, aren't we deserving of elevation and protection? And well, certainly we are. But how can we be elevated and protected when our men are broken? And so if we're not elevated, if we're not protected, if we are not put on a pedestal, then we are not um, in an environment that is conducive to us thriving ourselves. And so if we are compromised, excuse me, if he is compromised, then we too have been compromised because we're not receiving the honor and the respect and the dignity that we too are entitled. So I would suggest that understanding the cause of the brokenness of the black man, it relates directly to us and our own well-being. What causes us to make poor choices? Um, I never try to think of the black man in a worse off condition than I am because I don't see myself separate and distinct. I see that I'm the black man's and I see that the black man is mine and that the problems that I have, those are his and the problems that he has and they are mine and that we're one family and we have to work on ourselves and work with each other. I do believe that we have a responsibility to each other, but I also believe that we have the right to choose. We have the freedom of choice. And when we aren't responsible with the freedoms that we have, including choice, then we have some of the outcomes that this woman, frankly, is talking about in in her article. So understanding that root cause. And, and so as it may often be the case, I, I'm going to say some things that might be um, considered controversial. So when I think about what makes a man whole, um, what can help repair the brokenness in a man, then I believe the answer is a man. And if a man is broken, then, you know, we would say, well, you know, well, how was he raised? What was his childhood like? Did he have a father in the home? Did he have strong uh, male role models 
who ushered him into manhood, who led him, who were positive influences, modeling manhood, modeling responsibility, accountability, dignity, and elevation of women, respect and decent treatment of women. Did he have that in his life? Uh, Did he suffer any abuses, any traumas in his life? What's happened to him in his early stages of development that impeded his growing and developing into a whole man. And so often, and unfortunately, we find there to be an absence of a father, an absence of a key male figure in the child's life. Often, we may find neglect. Often, we may find um, a incarceration. Often, we may find a single parenting by a mother. And so to that, I would say we have to work harder. If we can identify um, the absence of a man in negatively impacting, excuse me, the development and the wholeness of a child, a male child, um, impeding or uh, inhibiting his development into a whole male, then we have to investigate why men are absent in the lives of their children. And one of the greatest uh, connectors, one of the most reliable um, mechanisms for a man, a father, to remain in the life of his son is marriage. Now, I know, I know, I know this is tough talk and Um, This isn't something that is that commonly discussed, but let's discuss it. What are we doing having children and not doing what's necessary and what's most reliable to secure the male attachment? And you would say, well, he should just stay around because that's his son. And he should stay around and marriage helps that. Marriage helps uh, a man stay around. That is the mechanism for uh, boys to be raised by their fathers. As controversial as it sounds. Um, and, and, and here's the thing. It takes two people to get married. So I'm not saying it's the woman's fault that the man didn't get married. However, if the woman had a child outside of marriage, it's because of a choice that she made. She made it with a man. But she also was involved in that decision making. So what I am suggesting, if we want the next generation of girls, of young women, to find men who are whole men, we must um, take the measured steps to ensure that these boys who are coming up and growing into adulthood with them have um, what's needed in their lives on a daily basis that which that will guide them into the wholeness of manhood. You and I as women cannot make men out of boys. That is like a a a a bear trying to make a uh, a, a monkey uh, um, by by modeling 
what a monkey does. A bear can't model what a monkey does. A monkey has to be raised by another monkey. A bear can't be raised by a monkey. A bear has to be raised by another bear. So, and that, you know, these may be silly examples, but we have a notion at times that men are indispensable and that we can be father and mother, but then we complain that men are shiftless and men aren't responsible and men walk out when there is a mechanism that ensures the likelihood of that boy child and that girl child too, to be raised with the guidance and the love of a father. And that is marriage. So I'm not saying that you should get married, but I am sharing the mechanism that is most likely and the and, and, and more certain to ensure the presence of a man in a child's life. Um, are you saying, Nora, then that it's the woman's fault that men are broken? Of course, I'm not saying that. I am saying that we can contribute to the brokenness of men by giving them something for nothing, whether it's in a relationship and we're being intimate with them and they have no responsibility, no obligation. How often do we call men dogs and because they're in relationships with other women in addition to us? <laughs> How often do we do that? And we have not asked for a commitment. We have not demanded anything yet. We have not demanded anything from him anything that has any kind of permanence, but we would offer our bodies to these guys and have and, and, and hope that he'll do the right thing. It doesn't work like that. And um, I don't know, maybe grandmothers are different, but uh, there was a time when grandmothers would encourage their daughters and, and their granddaughters and their great grands on the right way to conduct themselves when they're, you know, out there and, 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 and finding themselves interested in men and boys. There was guidance that a woman would have um, from older seasoned women so that girls and young ladies wouldn't make the mistake of giving themselves away to somebody who was unworthy or who did not demonstrate their worthiness. So, you know, as this woman is saying, you know, that black women can no longer afford to save black men, why would we think that was ever our role? Why would we think that that was something that we could do? See, that's a mistake on our part. That's us making an assumption that we could save them or that we should try to save them. We don't have the capacity to do that. That's operating out of our lane. We have the capacity to grow and to learn and to prepare ourselves and be ready when a whole man shows up. But in the meantime, it's not for us to give ourselves and to give our resources away to someone who has not yet shown any worthiness to that. And so, you know, it takes two people to have a relationship. And so if the relationship is an imbalanced relationship, then you have to ask yourself, why did you make that choice? And even better, I need to make a different choice. And I need to, need to make a different choice moving forward. It's, it's one thing to make a mistake um, once, but it's another thing to have a habit of bad choices and then passing these same choices down to our children. I've known, um, 
young women who are watching their moms enter into relationships with men or bringing men into the into the home or into the picture and the guys just are totally unworthy you can see that this guy is bringing nothing to the table but mom is defending him and saying um uh you know what what benefits he has or I want companionship or this is my life and even the younger girl the daughter is looking at this guy or the son is at the house looking like yo what is mom thinking what what is she thinking with this guy he's no good but but he's cute mom finds him attractive he says sweet words he showed up with flowers even though the lights were off because he was out gambling and didn't pay the bill. So we have a, um, a, a, a legacy or a history of making bad choices. But certainly men, you know, our brothers are broken and sisters, we are broken too. But I don't want articles like this to create um, or widen the chasm that is already between black men and black women. We both have to get it together when we do this thing of saying that one is greater or lesser than we find ourselves in a world of trouble and I believe that the Willie Lynch um, system remains at play I think that um, it's been effective so why not continue to um, use the tool that works and you'll say well but it was a it was a black woman that wrote this It, it wasn't you know, someone that's trying to create dissension in the race or dissension in our community. Well, the dissension is already created in the mindset that is propagated for us. And so we'll read an article about a woman being victimized and how the man didn't come through and it pulls on our heartstrings and we say, oh, that's just not right. And we feel the feeling without thinking the thought first. They made a bad decision. It is not just about him. And it's important to me because I love black women so much that we examine ourselves and we examine the choices that we are making. I believe in the elevation and the respect and the dignity to which black women are entitled. Sisters, though, I believe that we have to demand it first for ourselves by giving it to ourselves first. And that starts with the choices that we make. Um, and what we let into our atmosphere, who we let into our space, who we share time with, where we spend our resources, that matters. And how we spend our time and where we give our resources, that is a reflection of what we think about ourselves. We are broken and we have to get ourselves together, but it's something that we have to do together. I don't believe that we have to be Uh, 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 a separate and blaming each other. I say that we are both victims of the same victimizer and that we have to turn to each other and not the victimizer to find the cure for our victimology or victimhood. I believe that that cannot come from the one who broke us. Our wholeness has to come from within. And I urge you who come across articles like this, before you feel the feeling, think the thought. Think the thought first so that we are not so sucked into these emotional moving stories or moving articles and not think logically and identify 
the choices that people have made that landed them into the trouble that we find ourselves. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that I've given you something to think to think about. I'd be interested in what you think about this episode and also about the article. Again, I will include a link to this article in the show notes so that you can go to it, read it, and then come on back and let me know what you think. I appreciate you and I appreciate your time. Until next time, stay in peace. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Norris Beast Podcast. Be on the lookout for a new episode coming at you fresh next week. And as always, if you want to learn more about me and the work that I do, visit my website, noramohammed.com. Or if you have a listener question, email me at info at You can also follow the Nora Speaks podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Nora Speaks Podcast. I'll be sure to include links in the show notes. If this show has value to you, please subscribe, rate, and review, and share it with family and friends. And be sure to check out previous episodes. And remember, don't just join the movement, be the movement. Stay in peace.